Welcome to Sitting with My Sisters. We are three friends in three different places with three different perspectives, bringing you a podcast to share the love, light, and goodness of Jesus Christ as we go through the recent general conference talks from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm one of your hosts, Melissa Hoy, and with me are my sisters, Kristen Lawler and Jamie Soam. Well, we are back with another great conference talk to go over. Sister Michelle D. Craig, the first counselor of the Young Woman's General Pregnancy on Eyes to See. Um, I love her. I always look forward to listening to her. I got distracted. She actually looked exactly like a friend of mine's mom. If my friend of mine's mom dyed her hair brown. And so I was like, who are you? <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I don't always know. wonder when the women speak, and this is so dumb because there's just so much pressure on women and our physical appearance. But I'm always like, I wonder if they freak out about what they're gonna wear and if they're getting their hair done and their makeup. Because <laughs> I, I would. Well, I feel like the, also there's always so much elegance and sweetness that comes in their talks. Like if I was there, it'd be so rough and awkward and so that's very not, true. That, not that I'm gonna ever be there but I'm just saying that yeah there's pressure when you only got two women per conference you're the you're it for that day you gotta bring in the big guns and you gotta be sweet and poised and smart yeah I'll, I mean I'm smart but I'm not sweet or poised I am never gonna get asked I'm neither of them, so I'm good. Anyway, but Michelle Craig was good. She did it. So she talks about, um, has a different ways of how we see God and um, we can see God's hand as well as how God sees us and others and whatnot. So we'll go into break down all those different, um, different categories. So the first one is seeing God's hand in our lives. Um, and also, you know, she's smart because she like, is able to understand the stories from the Old Testament. I will be able to hopefully get there in a couple of years when we go over the Old Testament and David Butler and Emily Belfry even spell it out for me since that's the only way I understand the scriptures. Um, but she talks about um, an, a, pro a prophet, Elijah, Elisha, Elisha, sorry, a prophet, Elisha, uh, on how one of their servants was really scared and nervous that um, they were going to be taken over and the, the prophet, Elisha, prayed that the Lord would open their eyes that he may see um, that the, the Lord and the Lord did that. And the young man was able to see that the Lord has had his back and that there are mountains of full of horses and chariots around about. And so I like that, how she talks about, you know, do you find yourself at a time where you're struggling and you just want to see God's work in your life? Um, and I wonder how many people, and I'm sure it does, because whenever you're in a spot and all you see is your life, I wonder, I guarantee that there are probably loved ones, you know, or, or friends that are praying that you can see the Lord's eyes, uh, sorry, the Lord's hand in your eyes, so that way you can see the chariot that's around you, because I think they are more prominent than we imagine. Um, that was that. No, and I, I talked about this some in was it last week's episode? Um, 
where I talked about how like you can always find the silver lining in your trials and your struggles. And she has a, um, a quote about seeing God's hand. And it actually reminded me of a quote I heard from Emily Bell Freeman that says, when you can't see God's hand, trust his heart and then look for his fingerprints. And I really love that. I heard it sometime last year. And it just reminds me how the Lord is always with us. And even though life is hard and sometimes our trials seem unbearable, you'll always find his fingerprints all over it when you look back. I know I've questioned a lot of my own struggles and journeys and, and choices that I've made or sometimes just dealing with the consequences of other people's choices. And it like some of the stuff it's taken me decades like legit decades to see like God's hand and everything, but it really is there. So I, it's just hard to, to, I like, she ends this section with pray for the Lord to open your eyes to see things you would not normally see. Cause sometimes when you're in a trial, it's really, it's sometimes come as a protection from something else later down the road. I 100% agree with you, Kristen. Like, it's really hard to see God's hand in your life when you're struggling. I feel like, you know, the past year, it's been really hard for me to see his hand in my life. I question everything. And, like, right now, I have a hard time trying to, trying to figure out, like, things that happen. Is it coincidence or was it Heavenly Father? It's like something I'm trying to distinguish right now, just because where I'm at in my faith. And so, yeah, it can be super hard to see his hand and I hope to be able to identify it. And Melissa, weren't you doing like some type of a journal where you were like writing down moments where you were like seeing God's hand in your life? Yeah, I was, but God's hand wasn't in my life, so I stopped. <laughs> so you stopped. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, no, you know I what? It, no, I, I was. It was I a really cool concept. Yeah. Because I, it almost made me want to do that so I could try to recognize those moments because I'm just having a tough time with that right now. Yeah, no, actually, and I don't remember the, where I got it from somebody that did it, but they, um, actually, you know what? It was President Irene. Um, it was talk that he gave on how he used to recognize God's moments and at first it was hard to do because it was like, you know, you look around and you're like, and cause when you think of, when you think of the hand of God, sometimes you look at like a situation like this where you're being attacked, you know, physically attacked. And so you have these chariots around you and you see like a bigger moment. And so, but the more he said he did it, the more it started really flowing. Um, and I need to start doing it because actually I was, I was happy <laughs> when I used to do that because it was very satisfying to end the day and realize the Lord had my back all day. So I will be writing back in that journal. <laughs> tonight. Well, it's just like that saying, like when you focus on the good, the good gets better because you're more aware and intentional and looking for something. It's like you've never seen a specific car before and then you are looking to buy it and you see it everywhere on the road because you're looking for it. So I feel like it's kind of like that with seeing God in your life. I mean, sometimes you really have to squint, but it's there. I feel like God is like putting his hands over my eyes and like pushing me forward. So I won't like 
turn around and go back sometimes. And so, cause I, I definitely see his hand in my life after everything's done, but it's like a push just to get me through it. Anyway, it's different for everybody, but it's there for everybody. So the next part, which, you know, it's a, it's a small little section, um, but it definitely, I don't know, it definitely gave me a little thing, because the next thing she goes into is not only seeing God's hand, but now seeing yourself as God sees you, which I find is super, this is maybe, I find it super hard, because I try not to be um, too, you know, too prideful, like they talk about beware of pride, so then I try not to think I'm so great, but then God wants me to God thinks I'm great, so I want to believe that, but then I don't want to be too prideful, so I don't want to think, so it's like this, like, you go, it's a pendulum, you're going back and forth, um, but I really do like the, the thing that's, one word that stuck out was divine nature. I, she said it a couple times of the word divine, um, and I really, for whatever reason, just stuck out to me is that we do have the nature of, to be like God, and that we have a natural tendency that means that we don't have to, that some, that are some of our urges that we have are God-like urges, um, and to remember that, I think just gives me a little bit more hope that I'm not a, I'm, I'm not that bad of a person. I do have good qualities in me that are God-like. Yeah, I feel like that's like a really great um, journal prompt, like, who is God, and who am I? And as I, like, if I were to write that, I think my page would be blank, for a while, because <laughs> it would just take a lot. There's just a lot to, you know, unwrap there. And I thought, you know, it would be a, that it's a good time to look at your patriarchal blessing and study it. And I started doing this, was it last year? And then I only got halfway through my patriarchal blessing and was like terrified. So then I stopped. And, but I split it up between like what my talents are, what do I need to work on, um, any warnings. But I feel like if you look back through your patriarchal blessing, just for like, how does God see me? Who am I to him? That you'd find a lot of answers that would give you a jumping off point to start. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's such an interesting thing to think about. Like, for those of you listening, like me, Melissa, and Kristen were Big Brother fans. And, you know, you watch these reality TV shows. Sorry, did I just out you guys? <laughs> I'm, I'm a Big Brother. I'm but, uh, you know, you watch these people on reality TV and you're viewing them. You know, everyone has their eyes on them and you're perce perceiving them a certain way. And I always imagine, like, is this how God is watching us right now? Like... He just has eyes on us all of the time. And how is he perceiving me? Like, it's, you know, and I guess the closest you can get to it is just, like, kind of asking your friends, like, how they see you or view you, you know, because it's hard to know. I've had a lot of sweet moments. Have I, have I given my, that the story about me going to the temple on this podcast, or was that a different? Was that the one where you... And walked the it. other way because you didn't want to go through the door where the people were dressed weird. No, that was my first time going to the temple. <laughs> was it a Spanish session? It was a Spanish session. Have I said oh, that? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, I laugh every time I even think about this story because it yes. cracks me up like the first time. Me too. 
So I, I think you it. did share it, but you can share yeah, it, again. it again. I never tell. I can't tell. I gotta record when I when I say jokes and where. But anyway, so one of the things that she says here is, you know, it says ask God to reveal these truths to you, along with how He feels about you. And I've had some very very sweet tender moments where I felt God was speaking to me. Um, one of them was I was on the way on my way to the temple. Um, that that particular day, uh, my kids were standing night at my my mom's and Jeremy, Jeremy and me were actually in a, an argument and we weren't talking to each other. And I, and it had been a couple of days, like it was a pretty bad one. And, um, you know, I suggested to go to the temple and he said, I don't want to go. I'm like, fine, I'm going to go to the temple. And so I was bawling all the way over there and I was crying and I was like, God, do you know me? Do you even know who I am? Do you know like, I'm here, I'm crying, like, I will do thy will, like, just tell me what to do, like, do you even know anything about me, like, do you, I mean, you know, like, am I, do you know me, I mean, like, yeah, you know who I am, you know who, I know who you want me to be, but do you know who I am, me, period, and so I was, I went into the temple, and I was just brokenhearted, and I, and I was just so sad, so I sat down um, in the session, and I was intent to listen to every single word because I knew that I was in the Lord's house and I was going to listen to every single word and, and listen to what he had to say to me. And the second the announcer comes up, he says, Bambinos, hermanos, welcome to the temple in Spanish. And I don't speak Spanish. I just looked the part. Um, and I was like, are you kidding me? I'm here with the prayer scene. I'm going to listen to every single word right now to hear your word. And you're speaking me in Spanish. You've got to be choking me right now. So, so I get a headset on, I walk into the, um, into the session, trying to listen to every single word. And the headset was falling off. At one point it took off part of my temple clothing. And I was, and it was just, it was a disaster. It was a disaster. And then at that moment, all of a sudden I just felt this laughter come upon me. And I'm like, Heavenly Father's pulling a prank on me right now. He's pulling a prank on me right now. And if anybody knows me well enough, knows that I am all about messing with people. I am all about throwing a joke at somebody. And so for Heavenly Father to throw a joke right at me, it made me feel so connected to him. And that, no, I wasn't just some daughter that wasn't living up to the part, not hearing him. But he was able to throw a joke at me and be able to let me know that he was here and be able to know that he was aware of me and it was exactly what I needed. And it was, it was beautiful and it was a great moment. And it was, and it was, you know, something that I, that I share often as somewhere, a time where God spoke to me the way I needed to be spoke to at that time. So that's that. There we go. I like, uh, I still love that story. Um, I like to, in this section, when she, uh, she shares an experience she had during uh, the sacrament um, where she often asks herself, what am I doing that I should stop doing? And what am I not doing that I should start doing? And her story was about not be scrolling on her phone when she's in line for something. And that's so simple, but I just love the simplicity of starting like this. And it's an easy way to start making changes and, you know, little by little, step by step, bigger things happen. And it reminded me, All In did an episode with Becky Higgins called um, Following Him with Discipleship on Social Media. 
And it was such a great episode. And I, it talks about how when you pick up your phone or you're scrolling through social media, are you doing something that draws you closer to the savior? Is it enriching your life or your family's life? And that's something that I struggle a lot with. It's just such a slippery slope because your phone does everything for you. So I've been, that's been something that I've been really working on. And I like just in, in that aspect, but in other aspects too, to ask just those two questions. What am I doing that I need to stop? And what am I not doing that I should start? Yeah, I love that concept right there. Yeah, I mean, he definitely, you know, he talks about as much as he wants us to see, I want to see God, but he wants us to see others. Um, that was actually one of the, the gifts that I got on my mission. I was able to, for the most part, see God the way, see others the way God did. And it was such a beautiful um beautiful gift that I was able to receive during that time. And that was like one of my favorite things she states in the section is she says, there is a core trait that we all have to get better at. And that is the trait of seeing each other deeply and being deeply seen. And I love that. Like, I love having deep relationships with people where you can go to them and they ask you if you're okay. And you can just say, no, I'm not okay. Like there's just such a weight off your shoulders to have friendships like that, where you don't have to put up this wall. And um, I just love when people can feel genuine and authentic with you. Um, those are like my most cherished friendships. Like the other day, Melissa witnessed me have a panic attack. <laughs> and I was like so embarrassed because I don't really love showing that side of me because it's not a great side to me. And, um, but at the same time, I felt safe that she was the person with me because I have like that deep connected uh, relationship with her. I didn't mind it at all. That was, that was a great, <laughs> there's no big deal to me. Is either that or go home to my kids. <laughs> to be honest, just kidding. You mean you wanted to sit there and watch me die? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was my goal. Um, no, yeah, it's you know, it's it's so true. Like these, I I love I, it's I love getting to the point where I have my friends that are that I just um, that my walls are down. It also stinks because there's definitely been times where I avoid Kristen's phone call because I know if the tone of my voice, she'll know what's wrong. <laughs> and I'll have to spill it and so <laughs> I'd like to take a deep breath and like hey act like everything's fine you've got everything together you're not in trouble because I'm always in trouble but but there is definitely a comfort um in that and I love how like I, I highlighted what she said too is that Christ sees people deeply and it's something that I've really pondered a lot about about instead of this idea of trying to be like Christ and like do like walk the steps I really want to have relationships like Christ has relationships. I want to see people deeply like he does. There's a quote that, um, that she, she shared a little bit of too, but there's a really good quote from C.S. Lewis. Um, that was the footnote. And it says that it is a serious thing to live in a society of possible gods and goddesses to remember that the dullest, most uninteresting person you can talk to may one day be a creature, which you saw it now. You would, if you saw it now, it would be, uh, strongly tempted to worship. There are no ordinary people. And I have yet to, when I've really 
opened myself and taken away my prejudice, yet to find someone that just fascinated me on their history and what they have and what they've been through. And, um, and I don't know why I can't learn the lesson just to like love everybody and not be so judgmental, but it's so true. These, the, the people that I've met, there's just, they're incredible and they have, they have so much to offer. Well, and I think that's why she brought up the whole, you know, putting down the cell phone thing too, you know, like even we went on a girl's trip recently and I made it a goal to like not take my phone with me when we were out places because I just wanted to have those experiences with my friends and not worry about being glued to my phone constantly because it's, it can be tempting. It's so tempting. Like you never just take a moment to yourself to think and ponder. You're just constantly like, oh, there's nothing to do. Let me look at my phone. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy to scroll and then like lose an hour of your day. Yes. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Or just even feel anxious that you don't have your phone with you. I mean, yeah. When we by the pool, I was like, I don't, I mean, and I, I have my phone for work purposes and my kid and, and my husband's purposes, but, um, but a lot of it for work purposes. And so it, it made me a little anxious a little bit not to have my phone. Um, but it also made me sad that I was so anxious about it and I could just enjoy the moment. So I need to work on that. But, but the biggest thing I think with all that, it goes in the next session is that seeing God's errand for me. Um, I think that because of our phones that we have, is probably, and I, and I need to be better about it, it's probably missed opportunities to serve people. Missed opportunities because I was on my phone. I was too focused on what was going on in me instead of just sitting there and just observing and just seeing how people are doing and, and feeling, um, being still for a little bit and letting the spirit prompt you and guide you. Um, she gives such a beautiful story about how a woman, um, she, um, her husband of 20 years moved out and she was splitting times with her children now between, between the parents and then going to you know, church by herself. And so when she sat there, she, you know, she didn't want anybody to speak to her. She was so, I mean, she, I would imagine it'd be hard to go to church, especially the church that we have, which is such a family oriented church. You know, it was to, didn't want to be talked to just because of, as soon as someone says hi, your tears will probably come out because you're just so devastated from um, such a hard thing going through. And then a young woman in her ward decided to go there and see how she was doing and, you know, notice her and, and let her know that she loved her and let her know that she, you know, she was sorry she had a bad day and then continued that. It wasn't just like a one-time thing. It was a continual thing that she would reach out for and find her to give her a hug to let her know that she, that she loved her. And then I think that's what really made a difference for her to know that it's so easy to be, to not want to be noticed when you're going through something because you're so embarrassed or you're, or you're, you're frustrated or, or whatever it may be. But then when you're noticed and loved, it just makes all the difference in the world, even though your, your tendency is to back away from everybody. Um, and so I really love, love that, the story that she, that she shared there. So I was like, where did she go next after this? Seeing <laughs> God's errand for me. Yeah, um, that's what I was just going over, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, in this section too, there's this artwork that I was obsessed with. Um, and it's- Oh, actually, this was the picture. Yes. Okay. I, it's from a Bulgarian artist called Eva, well, the artwork is called Now I See, and it's by Eva Koleva Timothy. I searched all over the interwebs. I searched all over our church website. I Googled the most random combinations of things to try and do it. And then I was like, oh, when the talks come out, they'll have a reference for it. They didn't. So finally, I had to ask a like a LDS moms group on Facebook. Someone of course had the answer. And I'm just obsessed with this picture. It's a woman and then like, you don't even see anyone's face in this. It's just a woman and then um, a man's hand is covering the side of her face and her eye. So he could be healing her, giving her a blessing or you know, surprising her with a box of diamonds or chocolate. I mean, you just don't know. But it's a beautiful picture. Plus, it's my favorite color. There's yellow, lots of yellow in it. And I just thought when I, like, once she showed this in her talk, I could not, I don't, I think I just blacked out for the rest of it because I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, I need to put this in my, somewhere that I will look at it every single day. And so I literally, I think I'm going to just put it in my bathroom on my mirror even or like somewhere in my closet so that I can see it every day at the start of my day. I should put it on the back of my bathroom door. You should also share it on our Instagram account so that way. I will. will I just want to look at it every single day first thing in the morning to start my day to remind myself to see others and myself the way that God sees us. I love that yeah and then she goes back to like talking about how um to be able to see you know to be able to see us and and stars with infinite and divine dependence I, I the divine word kind of stuck out to me um to see others in those potentials to be able to search, to act and um to ask to ask him of what he can do and then just act on those things and i just i just loved it and um and i love the very ending where she talks about a friend who was sitting, you know, wondering, you know, if those 20 years of living the gospel was even worth it. And she just said, yes, came over to her that I did that because I love the Savior and I love this gospel. Uh, so no matter what, what happens, the Spirit will testify of why you're doing these things, even though it may seem rough and, and hard to do. And, and then she leaves just a beautiful um, ending of her, of her witness to God, um, of her witness of Jesus Christ. Um, of her witness of, of who he is and how he works, who works in our lives. Um, I, I was going to read it, but it's my quote, so I ain't going to read it to you guys just yet. So, but um, that was a talk. It was a, you know, it definitely, um, it's, there's, there's, it's hard to add a lot to it because it's just something that we need to practice, especially right now. I, you know, I don't know in a couple of weeks if things will die down a little bit, politically, hopefully, cross your fingers, but I, I hope that we can take away the labels that we have for each other and really see each other as God, see each other, really see each other as our brothers and sisters, really, really see each other as the people that we stood next to as we exclaim excitement when we just, when we're 
told that we can get to come to this earth and be able to gain a body and be able to gain experiences like this, um, that we can see each other like that and not as some crazy whatever, blah, blah, on posting things on Facebook or, or whatever, you know, whatever side you're on or whatever you believe in. And we all still are on, we're all still on team God. I thought about putting a post that instead of like a presidential, but like Christ and Nelson, 20 now, like they're the real team. Those people that I'm, I'm rooting for. President Nelson is Christ's running mate. No? <laughs> Anyone else wants to get that sign? I do. Anyway, well, we got quotes because they're always good. Um, I forgot to write who's who. Um, I think I'm first. You're first. All right. Start us off. Yeah. Mine was when she says, wait and trust in God and in his timing because you can trust his heart with all of yours. And I really like that quote because I want to gain that trust, like the trust he has in me. I want to be able to have that same trust in him and in his timing. Um, that's kind of been a struggle for me. And I just love that little reminder. That was a good one. Um, I think I'm next. Mine is just a little section of a full sentence. Um, but it's ask him and then act. Because there's so often that we, I mean, I'm going to print this out and put it on my vision board. I need to make a list of all the things I need to add to my vision board. I want to see your vision board one day. I mean, it's got to be huge. Yeah, is it a wall or is it a board? Yeah. Well, when in California, it was just my closet door. And I, you don't want to put too much stuff because then it's overwhelming. Do you take things? Do you take things off as you add new things? Um, well, I take things off as I've like accomplished them, oh. or if I've, or if my goal has like adapted or changed at all. Um, but in my, you know, tiny two bedroom apartment, I've just been keeping notes of what I want to put on mine. I don't know why. I have a closet door here. I can put stuff on. It's nothing fancy. I just write something in a marker and tape it up there. Anyways, but I liked the ask him and then act because there's so often that we want direction and we're waiting for it. We're praying for it, but then we don't act on it. I mean, I had promptings about moving to Arizona well before I did anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm grateful you didn't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, we want to become good friends, if you would have, to be honest. Well, not that long ago. Why did you have to act on that, Kristen? Yeah. Dude, like, literally the day we acted on it, like, within a week, we were moving. I know, it was pretty fast. Like, everything, like, fell, fell into it, so. Yeah, but, I mean, there's other times when I've noticed, like, the quicker you act on something the more revelation that you get to and the easier it is to recognize because God trusts you with the revelation as well. Yeah. All right. Mine's the very end. Um, and it's a little long, so sorry. I know mine aren't usually this long. Uh, always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It says that, uh, she says, that I witnessed that Jesus loves us and can give us eyes to see even when it's hard, even when we're tired, even when we're lonely, 
and even when the outcomes are not as we hope. Through his, through his grace, he will bless us and increase our capacity. I just love that. I mean, there's so many things, like it hits everything about at least being a mom. It's hard, we're tired, we're lonely. The outcomes are definitely not as we hoped, but he can give us eyes to see during those times. And it's just a fantastic reminder. So that's what we got for you guys today. Hope you guys can um, um, let us know what, what ways that you've been able to have the Lord see, you've been able to see the Lord in your life or been able to see how the Lord sees you and definitely ways that you've been able to see others and how that's affected your life. I'd love to hear, I'm sure there's so many beautiful stories out there and we'd love to hear it. And if also, if you have a little bit of time and you've liked our podcast, please leave us a review. It definitely helps us. It helps those um, around us, around you guys find us. And we will see you next time on Sitting With My Sisters. Adios. Bye.